Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about April Fools. I mean, according to the history books, this is straight facts only. It started as early as Jesus Christ, one of the original pranksters. Low key, I think he got pranked as well, bro. You know, just like, a, hey, I'm pregnant with your baby, even though you've never, quote unquote, been with me. You know, the whole thing, but he took it serious. My boy got pranked. He didn't look at the calendar. How do you think the tradition kept going, you know, in the years after that? Like, I don't know, 13, 1400s, William Shakespeare around then, you know, Renaissance area type shit. Yeah, I mean, is this when they had like castles with, you know, guards and stuff? So maybe... Is King Arthur the one where he's trying to pull the sword out the rock? Mm. I mean, what if there was no other part of the sword? And then the sword was just half a sword that was stuck in the rock. And that was the prank. Because it was only a carving. Like the sword was part of the rock. And then it just became a whole thing of like, oh, who's the manliest man? And Idiots. Yeah, that's crazy. That's one of the best pranks for real. All time. Yeah, so Shakespeare, you think he was a pranker or he got pranked? Think about Romeo and Juliet. People think it's a story. Nah, this actually happened. He just wrote it. It's almost like an article. Romeo was actually his boy. And you guys know the ending by now, hopefully, right? This dude gives him two little bottles and says, Yo, give this to your girl. She gonna love you forever. Long story short, rest in peace, Romeo and Juliet. He should have known it was a prank. Sometimes it gets too real. Like, that's the thing since, you know, those are the early days. They didn't really know how to prank much. They were trying to get the gist of it. We've had to fine-tune it in the last couple of decades, centuries maybe, but it used to get wild back in the day. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you get pranked, this was survival of the fittest. And if you couldn't avoid getting pranked and not realize it was April 1st, then... Hey, that's on you, because if you look at the article that Shakespeare wrote, Mm -hmm. it was dated April 1st. Like, how can people not know, you know? You know how Isaac Newton said he was sitting under an apple tree when Mm -hmm. it fell and hit him on the head, and then that's when he thought about gravity? It was actually a kid up in the tree who dropped it on him because he stole that kid's girl. So the kid was trying to get revenge. And he was just playing pranks on him everywhere. I mean, maybe the joke was on him because then it inspired gravity. Now we have physics because of a prank. Yeah, so maybe pranks are actually the way we get both the good and the bad in the world. It's the dual force that has us together. Quick sidetrack before we go back into history again. What about one of the biggest pranks of all? Darth Vader being the father. Was he even the father? Or was he just pranking him? That's a good prank. It's like he's reversing the original prank. You know, hey, I'm pregnant. Now I am your father, but am I really? Because think about it like he's trying to get control of the universe. And how better to mess with Luke Skywalker's mind than to tell him you're his father. And then for him to like spiral and all this stuff and never be the same. Let's, like, move on to something that happened later. Christopher Columbus hopping on that, what is it, the Mayflower? Mm -hmm. Sailing across the seas and, quote-unquote, 
discovers America. So this dude discovers the land and then pranks everyone by saying, yo, this land completely free. It's the home of the brave. Let's go. It'll be fun. No one's there. Claim your land and start a whole new life. And look, they come over. It's nothing but a bunch of Native Americans living happily. And now it's a war. So he legit pranked people into a war. I mean, if that's not top-notch pranking, I don't know what is. He told the Native Americans, like, you know, this was before America was filled with tons of food options. So he was like, I'm going to go get a bunch of chefs and waiters and all these people from my land come over. And he had plans to build the first chain restaurant in America. And they were like... Yeah, we eat the same thing all the time. Maybe it'll be good to have some variety. And, you know, he's going to pay us to be on our land anyway. And then that was his prank to them. Talk about pranks. Thanksgiving. and Hey, let's get together so we can be friends. And let's cook and have this feast. What are we going to eat? Turkey? The biggest prank of all. Who put the turkey on the table? And who decided to eat it? Because obviously it was a prank, but people ate it. And because of these people not knowing it was a prank, now we pay for it because we have to eat turkey now. People don't think about the long-term consequences. Another one that comes up to my head that, I mean, shapes who we are as a society just in the U.S. and just how we get things and whatnot with the Panama Canal. This dude said, here's a shovel, like, start digging through this country so that, you know, like, ships could go through here. And dude kept digging, got a couple friends, kept digging, and, yo, we got the Panama Canal. Again, it all started as a joke. Who would have thought you can dig through a country? Yeah, I also read in my history textbook in ninth grade that El Chapo was actually related to that guy, too. Chapo? He just doesn't do tunnels because they're fun. That shit's in the genes. That's genetics. This dude could break through rock. And keep in mind, all these dates we've been talking about with Isaac Newton, the Panama Canal, everything, they all started from a command or activity or thing that happened on April 1st. You can check all the history books. They all will show you that it was April 1st. And, you know, conspiracy theory? Who knows? Maybe, but maybe it's just that April Fool's has been one of the most time-honored traditions. But yeah, I mean, even think about the start of baseball. You know, they call the original Yankee Stadium the house that Ruth built. And they put that in the paper as a joke, but little do they know, it was actually real. Like, he built it with his own two hands. It's almost like you just stirring a little sauce in a pot. But nah, he's mixing cement. This dude's a beast. I mean, how do you think he got those forearms? It all makes sense to me. Fast forward a little bit to one of the greatest visually stunning pranks there are. I mean, it's a masterpiece. If you guys don't know, I'm talking here about the moon landing. Directed by Stanley Kubrick. It gets me mad sometimes when people compare Kubrick to like Tarantino and Spielberg. It's like, bro, <laughs> but you make E.T.? We know that shit ain't the moon, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, like, people never watch the credits of things. Mm. But if you watch the TV credits of the moon landing, it specifically says 
It was televised on April 1st. Yeah, and like, read the small letters, like, you know, the voices. One big step for man, whatever, for mankind. It says voiced by James Dean, bro. But, I mean, again, one for the history books. It's a great prank, though. Yeah, I mean, definitely up there. I mean, maybe the best all time. I don't know. It's definitely like top five or something is Y2K at the turn of the century. I mean, that had everyone going crazy. Y2K? It wasn't a country. It wasn't a person. I'm talking about worldwide. It was a movement. Legit. And the first like news of it, people don't even remember because it just came so fast and like built up. But the first piece of news about it came out on April 1st in 1999. They couldn't do the prank on April 1st, 2000 because it'd be too late. And I mean, they had big shoes to fill because just a few years before in 96 there was the Tupac shooting which was you know I mean that set the bar pretty high like in the 90s that was number one at that point and that would have won the decade but this Y2K it won both the 90s and the 2000s or the early aughts because it was just that good it still baffles me people really think Tupac is dead I mean the fact that they did that, and then they brought in Playboy Cardi on the same day that he died. I mean, what more signs do you want to have? Because you can look that up. Just Google it. The day that Tupac died was the same day that Cardi was born. Who do you think is, like, co-signing and, like, leveling up these new rappers? It's not pure talent, yo. I think there's a higher power in this. To me, it's obvious. All Tupac's work, but... Yeah, I mean, Y2K took the cake. And I mean, it took almost two decades for anything to come even close again. Like, it wasn't until 2016 when we all know what happened. Mm, The Cheeto in chief. And I mean, it's still going to this day. Like, it's one of the longest active pranks. Like, the others we have felt the ramifications and consequences of, but... This one is just an ongoing thing. I mean, it's another one of those that like, really, I really fell for this guy being the president. Like, haven't you guys learned from thousands of years of these jokes? Little known fact, he also began his campaign. Guess when? The first of April. (sighs) People, look at the dates, please. It's that simple. It's like the number one tell. But yeah, I mean, that was just like some brief history give you guys a couple lessons yeah i mean that's with history but what about you kev like did you grow up i don't know pranking your parents or how was it in your household yeah i mean in dr it wasn't really acknowledged that much i didn't do much pranking myself and i didn't really see many other kids doing it and then the first school year that i was in the u.s for it i came into class and the teacher was like all right guys we have special guests coming in today the end of the period it's Derek Jeter and I got super hype you know he's my favorite player and then I was like waiting the whole time and then the bell rang and everyone just left and I'm like what the fuck where's Jeter and then I went up to the teacher and she's like oh honey look at the calendar it's april 1st and i'm like and what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that's when i learned the harsh reality and then ever since then 
through the end of college, I pranked my teachers every year. Damn, it's almost like you're just trying to get revenge for... Amen. Circle of life. Again, like we know from the history, it could be a little dark. What about you, though, Jack? When I was little, I don't really remember it much. I don't really remember it much in school. I don't know, like in the household with my parents and stuff. We didn't really do much. I do have this one ongoing prank, though. No one knows about it. You gonna spill it? Yeah, I guess for the sake of the show. Anything for the fans. Basically, when I was like seven, I had it like mom and dad used to always make these like tuna melts and tuna sandwiches. I was fucking tired of like tuna, bro. Like, I mean, no offense. I know in DR you guys eat that. No hate. I don't like it. I don't like the smell. So April 1st, mom brings me a tuna melt for dinner. And I'm like, all right, I'm not having this shit again. So take a bite. I just start coughing, bro, scratching my neck. Scratching so hard, it creates hives, you know? I'm like, oh, I think I'm allergic. I think I'm allergic. (laughs) Start coughing, and long story short, they never made a tuna melt ever again in the household. So win for me, prank on them. But now, I guess if they listen to this, they know I just didn't want to eat tuna anymore. Damn, so they never knew? No, and it's something that, like... I could have made a joke and prank and like, haha, start laughing after I did that. But what was going to happen next Wednesday? They were going to make tuna melts again. And I didn't want to eat that. So, damn, that's low key genius though. Like, you just wait till April 1st and then you always have an out too. Exactly. That's probably like my masterpiece right there. That's pretty solid. I mean, especially in recent years, companies also are trying to do their own pranks too. You think. They're usually decent or not so good or corny or... It's hit or miss. It's like a viral marketing thing, yeah. It's like that free promo type thing. Exactly, yeah. You could save a mill in advertising by just doing a prank that goes viral or something. What are some that, like, have stood out for you throughout the years? Well, first off, before diving into certain specific ones, I think just in general, Google always stands out to me as someone who is constantly trying to do it and is one of the originators of it. Mm -hmm. They've been doing it since like the early 2000s and just been really consistent with it ever since. Yeah, it seems like they do one every year. And they're a company that's always with the times. Like anything's happening, they're on it. Like the Olympics start tomorrow, the Google logo becomes the Olympics logo. Like they're always with it. So it's almost like fitting for them to do these april fool's jokes mm-hmm. but i don't know it seems like to me like you know how on twitter there's like these companies that they just have like the cool twitter pages yeah where, i know like, what you mean like you comment or write something to them and they'll just clap back at you and like actually be right. funny yeah like they're paying someone good money to like just respond to people i feel like these companies always come strong with like april fool's jokes or i wouldn't say strong but they at least try. Netflix in recent years said they purchased Seth Rogen. Not like a TV series, not a movie, not a documentary, but just the person, Seth Rogen, and like his livelihood. Some of these can seem pretty realistic, and that one I wouldn't even be surprised at, honestly. I mean, there's also the classic Taco Bell one where they said they bought the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, the classic one. And also then the White House rep or 
whoever at the time was asked about it, and he said that Lincoln, the car company, also bought the Lincoln Memorial, and it's going to be named the Lincoln Mercury Memorial. Where, I mean, hmm. when you're getting the White House involved, like, that's a <laughs> decent prank, at least. It's kind of strong. And, I mean, to the point of the one with the Liberty Bell, you say this to me, April 2nd, I may believe you. Yeah. We're talking about a huge company with restaurants across the world. I'm sure they could find, I don't know, whatever that price is to purchase the Liberty Bell, since it's in their logo and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And even the commercials have, like, a bell sound and whatnot. Yeah. Tinder saying that they were going to have a height verification update since that's the whole thing you know like girls like guys over six feet and a lot of people lie but it's a funny one for sure especially if you see it and you're actually on tinder and whatnot there was also the one from the 50s where bbc did a segment in england where it was like people in switzerland picking spaghetti pasta off trees as if it was a spaghetti plant and people called in wanting to buy them and they had to say it was fake on april 2nd so look at the date you don't even have to look at the date for this one though (laughs) (laughs) where people out here really saying like yo pasta pasta tree hmm like i feel like if any generation knew where pasta came from it'd be people from the 50s <laughs> and apparently they didn't i mean it's a funny one especially when you hear that like yo people were actually like calling trying to purchase mm-hmm. you got them good but it's one of those for like damn humanity huh there's one in the video game world that i can remember it was when nintendo japan mentioned that kirby will now be squared I don't know if you guys know Kirby has his own video games. He's like on Super Smash Bros, like a little pink ball that floats. But yeah, they were saying that he was now going to be like square. That's a cute, like simple one. I don't mind that one. Again, bordering on believable too. But jumping to overall to wrap this up, Mm -hmm. what are our thoughts on April Fool's Day overall? Obviously, it can have both for sure. And we've kind of covered some of each but which outweighs to me april fools is like uh it's one of those days where like i feel at the least every country should have a day where like things aren't taken as serious you know it's like a fun light day literally it's like a day where like let's enjoy ourselves let's not be too serious let's not be too serious like it's okay for you to play around with me even if I barely know you or if we work together and we don't talk as much, it could be like an opening to, I don't know, a bunch of things. And yeah, I don't know. It's one of those like I I like to play around a lot, even though I didn't prank much. I still like the feel of it or just having it. So all the negative stuff, you know, like pranking Jesus and faking the moon landing, you know, it could be negative and it's fake. You're lying to people, but I feel like the fun sticks out a little bit more and i don't know i'd have to I'd have to pro it just a, a good a good pro solid pro are we gonna call it a holiday i mean i think it pretty much is even though it may not be an official one but similar to other holidays like a christmas or something i feel like it's gotten worse as we've gotten older and i feel like it was much more not only of a thing and an event as a kid but it's lost some of its magic and Mm -hmm. especially now too with brands just constantly being the main ones or the ones in the spotlight doing pranks that 
I don't know. It feels a little more corporatized and just in general, even if that wasn't the case, it's less exciting and not executed as well as when we were kids, in my opinion. But I do sometimes still enjoy it and I like the opportunity it provides for things to happen. Mm. Basically, I like it in theory. I just don't think it's been executed the best lately, but there's room for it too. And there are little things that happen sometimes, like last year, Theo Vaughn and Chris D'Elia switched podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff like that I think is cool. So if people can keep getting more creative with it, then it could be good. Right now, maybe not in the best place, but I'd probably give it a light pro with room to go either way. It could dive all the way into the con side or it could go up to a pro, but depends how it plays out in years to come. It's a good point. I do agree with you. I feel like it is on the decline. Mostly, yeah, because I feel like companies are almost redefining the day just to make money out of it. Yeah, although this year with Corona... Google already said they're not doing anything, and I'm sure almost no one or barely anyone is going to do something, so I doubt 2020 will bring any of that, but maybe it'll also be a good thing for less companies to be doing stuff, so we'll see how that affects it too. Yeah, there's a lot of room for many bad pranks this year. We're putting this up the morning of April Fool's Day, April 1st, so... If anything happens that day, obviously we're not talking about it, but yeah. Keep your eye out for him. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer with an O on all platforms. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev on everything. Peace. Peace.